Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Frank Ford is joining me again on the show. Frank, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm great, James. Thanks for having me back. I know. we've. Uh, I mentioned it a couple shows ago, but we have a big topic to talk about, that mm. 160. So anyone yeah. following the show knows that you've had a vendetta against 160 kilos on the clean and jerk. It was your last 2020 goal. I already let the cat out of the bag on previous podcasts. But hey, for anyone who's listening for the first time and isn't in the loop on this story, I'll let you say what happened and and we'll go from there. Well, it took all year. I would have loved to have gotten it sooner than, you know, December 28th or 29th or whatever it was. Um, But yeah, we closed out the year with um, our last big lift uh, goal that we were looking to get. So it was good to get that 160 kilos on the board. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's a big goal in pounds too, right? Like 160 is good in kilos. And it's also my first time breaking 350 pounds. So it was, uh, we're on our way to 400. It, it's a, it's a huge benchmark for sure. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that would love to deadlift 160, let yeah. alone clean it, let alone clean and jerk it or squat it. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of weight. When you first got into weightlifting, did you ever imagine that you'd be putting these weights on your shoulders and then eventually overhead? No, I mean, maybe, I don't know. My goal in my first year there was to get to 300 pounds was, was a big goal. And I remember I jerked it from blocks and just how heavy it felt. I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to clean this and then jerk it. So, you know, but then once we, once we got that, it's always been just moving the needle, you know, five or 10 kilos every time we, set a new PR you know we just set our sights a little bit higher so I, I don't really look that far ahead when it comes to PRs you know like I don't really you know look look to the end goal of like man I really wish I could get you know my best cleaning jerk ever will be this certain number it's always like okay this is our PR then what's the next one so you know just kind of little by little work our way up so you're just looking more for like the next kilo not yeah. necessarily okay I'm at 160 and I want to be clean and jerking 200 kilos. I'm 40 kilos away. You're not looking down that far. You're just looking to, I need to turn this 160 into 161, then 162 and whatever happens from there and just keep adding kilos. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I like to look at the next, the next kind of round number there. So it's, you know, 65 or 70, it's, you know, within striking distance, you know, like you, you never know if you come in feeling really good, like you might have a five or 10 kilo day. So it's within reach. Like I know I'm not coming in tomorrow and going to put 40 kilos on my clean and jerk. So I'm not worried about that right now. Like, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. Like, you know, so right now my next thing is, you know, let's get 65 and 70 before the end of this year. And that'll put us in a good position to make nationals. Well, we definitely got to hit 70. And yeah. I guess my next question for you is, how do you look at the gaps now? So when you were at, let's say you were trying to get 137, that's mm. 300 pounds. You're trying to get 137 for a, a benchmark. You're trying to achieve that goal. Looking at from 137 to 150, it might've seen like a vast ocean, especially then mm. 137 to 160. That just seems so far away. It seems like such a big gap. How do you look at the gap now between 160 and 170 in comparison to how you've looked at these gaps before does it seem that big no no it doesn't I mean it took like a year and 
shoot probably like a year and a half to go from that 37 to 60. Um, somewhere between like a year and a half to two years. So, you know, I look at 10 kilos on a lift as, you know, that's achievable within 12 months. So yeah. it doesn't look, it doesn't feel like it's going to be that far away. Six months. Let's get it yeah. by the summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think is too far off. I mean, you were going under and you racked 60 a couple times during the late spring, maybe mm-hmm. even early spring. I think like right, right in March or like mid March, I think you hit it once off the blocks. So it's like right then and there, I bet you were ready. Like you could do that. It's just, we have to put a decent amount of training under our belt to continue to show you that, yeah, you can go after this weight. 160 isn't that scary or it's not that big of a mountain to climb. You're already right there at the summit. You just have to put it together. Yeah, we've done it. I, you know, I jerked it from the blocks like a year ago. And, um, you know, so I knew I could get the jerk together if I could just have enough legs after the clean. Um, and I've cleaned it a few times from different positions. Like we've done it from the hips a couple times. I think I've gotten 161 from the high hang. Um, so yeah, we've, right. we've cleaned it and we've stood it up fairly easy. So I knew that if I could just get the pull together, you know, cause I had never even tried it from the floor yet. That was my first time ever pulling 60 from the floor and, and trying to clean it. Um, so, you know, it was just, but we had, we had edged our PR so close that it wasn't that scary. You know, we had gotten up to 56 or 57 and, uh, yeah. and clean and jerk that. So at that point it was like, what's three or four more kilos, you know, just gotta True. go. Which, which of the two cleaner jerk when you hit a number puts a little more, you know, like a, a belief in your mind, Hey, I can do the full thing. Is it, do you have to clean it or do you have to jerk it? Um, I think once I've jerked it, I know that as long as I can get the clean, it's a done deal, you know? Yeah. The jerk is your bread and butter. Yeah. Jerk's kind of, um, something that's stronger for me. So I know like once I get, I usually have jerked a weight before I've cleaned it. Um, I don't think I've ever done a clean that, um, was beyond something I've, I've jerked from blocks or from the rack. Hmm. So, well, I mean, that's, that's a good confidence booster right there. So yeah. I think we need to, uh, we need to take a couple cracks at 65, 70 coming up here in the, in the spring. And yeah. once you do that, I think it's like, okay, we need to start taking some deeper stabs at those mid 60, late 60 ranges. And I think we can get to 170 definitely by the summer, maybe end of summer. You know, I mean, I I think we can make that. If we could get there by, you know, um, by the end of the summer, that would put us in line for AO finals, I think is in the fall. So, you know, if we get a summer meet that we can, we can do that would be great. Yeah. We just got to make sure the snatch is uh, towing along as well. (laughs) We don't want to be stuck at like a, like hitting 115. (laughs) and Jerking 170. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we want to make some, uh, some progress there too. So that that's phenomenal progress. We accomplished that giant goal. Congratulations again. 170 is the clear first goal for 2021 on the clean and jerk. What what did we say for the snatch? Is it 130? 130s uh, uh, on the chopping block Some, next? Something in the 30s. I, I really want to put myself in position for that 300 total. Um, you know, so getting into the 30s and trying to get as close to 40, honestly, as possible. Um, 
you know, would put, put you in a good position to meddle at some of these meets, you know, um, cause like having the big clean and jerk and all is great, but you know, I'd like to get a snatch medal too. And I, I don't see that happening if I'm only snatching around 130. So yeah. we've got, we've got to go for that 300 snatch. You know, if we can do something around 137 to 140, we'll be in great shape. And that's, I, I you've mentioned it before, 300, 137 on the snatch is that's like one of the big penultimate life goals that you want to be able to do, right? Like, yeah, you want to snatch 140, like anything above 137, of course, is awesome and we need mm-hmm. it. But that 137, there's a special thing about that. Kind of yeah. like there is with like the clean jerk and 400, you know, mm-hmm. was it 182? So is that way on your mind that like, do you think that once we get to 130 and you start getting closer to that, that it'll start um, becoming more of reality that like, hey, I think I, I will snatch 300 pounds versus when you first started a couple of years ago and you were doing like a muscle power snatches on the competition platform with, I think, 60 kilos, it may not seem like 300 would ever be achievable, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a reality now because I know I'm probably good for 25 to 30 today. It's just a matter of putting the technique together. Like, I'm definitely strong enough. I just got to get it together, you know? So, um, you know, I, I think we're closer than what my snatch PR might lead me to believe. Um, you know, because, like, looking at it, it's like, okay, I'm 17. Like, my best snatch is 120. So, I'm like, okay, I'm 17 kilos away, which seems like a lot. Um you know, but I could go out next week and max out my snatch and hit 25 or 30. And, you know, I'm only seven kilos away. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like those are, I feel like those are the numbers that I'm good for. I don't, I don't think 20 is really my true max right now. No, we, we did that back in September. And now that you're saying it, well, let's do <clears> it. I mean, let's, let's put 125 on the bar uh, maybe this weekend. You know, I mean, we've been, we're, we've been close. Like I had 25 on the bar the day we snatched 20 and I went under it. So yeah. it's well, let's, let's put it on the calendar here. Cause I mean, good things come when we put them on the calendar, you hit 120 back in September. So we haven't had a snatch full snatch PR since then we're going for doubles on Saturday. We can make an audible with the programming. Okay. We want to have, some heavy doubles and we'll build up to a heavy double for sure, but we'll get some singles on the back end and kind of see what happens. And sometimes, you know, we have a little more success that way. I think we've done this with you and it certainly happened in the barbell club during training sessions where we're going for triples or doubles and we get extra warmed up, extra primed, you know, hitting that lift a third or second time really just dials in the technique and it teaches you to fight, right. To fight for the second rep. And then yeah. you put that fight into the single rep when we go for it. So I think that might be a good plan. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how the doubles go. And if we're feeling good and everything's moving, right, there's no reason not to, uh, you know, eventually a missed double turns into a heavy single, right? So, yeah. So yeah. might as well just ditch the doubles at some point yeah. and then just, uh, just have a party of it and keep going with the, with the singles. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I, I, I think that's a good plan. I, this is a good programming discussion right now and what we're going to yeah. do with that, that third session coming up later on in the week. Right. Now, yeah, another, in, what was that? I'm excited for it. Let's go. I, I am too. I want to see that 125. Yeah. You, 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 you put it into the, the ether. So we got to do it now. Yep. So well, one other thing that you 
mentioned around the time that we were going for 160 that I thought was interesting was you said that the night before it felt like you were getting ready for a meet. Like mm-hmm. we only had just the clean and jerk on the schedule the next day. And you're like, I feel like there's a meet tomorrow. Like, can you take us through your mindset the night before and then the morning of when you're getting ready for this big lift? Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I swung by the store and grabbed a, uh, a bang, you know, I, I made sure I had some snack. Like, I just kind of, like, was getting ready for it. Like, I was getting ready for a meet. Like, usually I just roll into training. I've got some water. I've got, you know, my gym bag, whatever. And I just, like, roll up to the gym and lift and, you know, don't really think about it. But I had, uh, I was putting some, like, extra thought into kind of like how to attack my jumps and how to, uh, you know, make sure I, I was warmed up a certain way and, you know, doing, you know, I just approached that training session like, like I would a, a competition. So, you know, I, I made sure I had, you know, my extra energy drink and all that other stuff was, it just felt like, I don't know, I, I was putting a little bit of pressure on myself to make sure that I took it serious. I didn't want to just roll in and, you know, treat it like regular, training and you know maybe I should do every training session like that but I feel like there's always something extra about a meet so yeah I I was just thinking that I'm like maybe we should have every session be with this high level of focus I mean yeah is it a little more involved yeah it is but I mean look what look what happened like we I think it's important to note that up to 160 you had no misses like this was a phenomenal clean and jerk session and if anyone wants to see it the entire session is on the Albany Cross at Barbell Club. Yeah, we Instagram didn't miss a single page. lift. Yeah, we made didn't miss lift single, yeah. yeah. Even the 60, we got it first try. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe what does this tell you then about your kind of your prep for, for training? Like, are there things that you're going to have carry over from this experience? And maybe, maybe you're going to get your, you know, bangs prepped or your coffee prepped. Maybe we need more peanut MMs on the regular, you know, like, like what, what can we do to kind of have, this kind of intensity and focus translate into regular training? Um, I think, I think we do bring a good amount of intensity and focus to training. Usually it's, um, well, you like do, said, you do, a, but you know, I, I, about, I know we want more. Like if you right. give a mouse a cookie, it's going to want a glass of milk and you I just know. showed me the glass of milk. And now <laughs> I want, you know, now I want a, a nice book to read while I eat my cookies and milk. Well, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around it. Like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, if we make every, like, there's got to be something special. There's always something extra, something special about those meat days and, and max out days and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know if it's possible to bring that every day, you know what I mean? Or then those meat days and max out days wouldn't be that extra adrenaline rush. You know, it's just something about like saying like, we're going for it today that just happens organically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's nothing that I, personally intentionally tried to do it was just like i got psyched up about we're maxing out tomorrow let's go and it just you know that's just how it evolved yeah you were watching weightlifting videos the night before you know just getting uh getting into zone and i know that's hard to do sometimes in regular training like it's hard to be like hey we're doing uh tall snatches (laughs) and then be like all right we're gonna we're gonna send it tomorrow on tall snatches but in a way we kind of should right like we should Mm -hmm. send tall snatches like Like put that extra kilo on it where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get under this one. And then you don't, you know? Uh, So I I think, I think it's good for anyone listening is like, it's good to be, you know, chill about your training and whatnot, but like there has to at least be some focus on it. There has to be some intent behind it. You have to, 
you have to bring it. Like when you go after your lips, you've seen this before and we've done this before. You go to do a snatch half-heartedly and you're like, huh, it just crumbles. And you're like, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to move, you know? Then like you go to a meet and it's like, wham, you know, you bring that bar into your hips, you lock it out solidly, your feet hit the plat, hit the floor. Everyone can hear you in the gym. And it just like, looks like you're just putting all of your effort into that lift. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what the snatch and clean jerk require. They require you to move fast, powerfully, athletically, to put all of your energy into the lift. And I, I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm, I know you've done it. Everyone listening has done it where you don't bring maybe that type of intensity to each lift. And yeah. that's what you had on the 160 day. On every clean that you and jerk you were hitting, it was they were getting better and better as we got heavier and you weren't slowing down. We were picking up on our movement speed and you just look solid. Like there weren't any reps where it crashed on your shoulders and you rounded a little bit or the bar was crashing on you. You were meeting it per- perfectly. And I think it's because of what we're overall talking about here. Maybe not bringing the intensity to the training session like we would a meet is, 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 is the wrong way to kind of go about it. But bringing the intensity of meat lifting to the training lifts I guess is maybe what we got, you know, got to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want people to think that like, I'm just like lazy in training. Like I definitely bring it to training, but we have those, we, we all have those days where we're just not feeling it. And um, those are the days where I think you need that to be able to flip that switch the most. Like, like those are the days where you can be like, recognize that like you're not feeling however you normally would. And you need to be able to turn that off and, and, ramp up that that uh intensity yeah i mean yeah there's the uh hard worker is like an understatement or maybe even not the the best term to describe you i mean you're up at 4 a.m you're in the gym at 5 a.m on the bar lifting that alone is hard and then we're putting away these heavy weights i think um you know what, what what you just said makes sense that you have to to go after the lift and if you're not feeling it on a particular day you still have to try. It's almost like you got to yeah. not, not necessarily fake it, but like you have to try to get to that next gear, even yeah. though it's really tough. Yeah. It's uh, you know, with the programming you put out, like we don't have, you just can't be, there's no lazy on our team. Like everybody works their butt off. So, um, you know, it's good. It's a, it's a good uh, atmosphere with this program and this team that every, you know, cause I know like I go in and I slack, like, you know, even though, you know, I lift the numbers I lift, like Shaf could still put me away if I don't bring it. So, you know, I, I better make sure that I put some numbers up because I don't want to lose. No, so no. And we push each other. So. You, you told me the other day, you know, am I going to have to keep seeing videos of Shaf on the Instagram page? <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, he's, he's yeah. PRing left and right. Yeah. I mean, like, like the videos are coming out and it's uh, uh, you took notice and, and you don't like it. So, you know, I mean, there's a Frank video coming really soon of yeah. a PR you had, you know, with your, your snatch with a pause one inch off the floor, we hit one Oh seven. That's a seven kilo PR and a two second mm-hmm. hold PR. So that's a, that's a huge lifting right there. But uh, yeah, you got to knock, knock shop down a peg. He's uh, he's all over the page. There's too many shop videos, but, what am I going to do? I mean, I got the yeah. videos. He's hitting the lifts. My hands are yeah. tied, Frank. Like he, what I need is everyone it. else he to hit it. those lifts. He earned it. That's what I get for going on vacation. Yeah. 
you know, it's my fault. So I, I and look at that. I you went on vacation and he slipped right in. And I mean, there's there's another good lesson lesson to be learned. You know, you're trying to climb the rankings. Mm-hmm. You're trying to win local meets. You're trying to qualify for national meets. You're trying to then, in turn, try to win those national meets and make some teams and set records. But if you start slacking a little bit, if you take your foot off the gas pedal, someone else is going to be right there to slip in. And this yep. is a very small example of that um, just to Barbell Club Instagram page and who's getting the most exposure. But it's, um, I think that's a, a perfect, you know, like example of it. There's always going to be someone there trying to slip in and take your spotlight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it was definitely a well needed vacation. I needed a break. And uh, after we closed out the year with that 160, um, you know, I was, I was pretty happy with how 2020 closed up. So it was definitely good to get that, that week off, but um, you know, I was, by the end of it, I was itching to get back. So um glad to, you know, we all need that little break every now and again. And um, you know, it was, it was, I had a lot of fun that first training session back, you know, and, uh, yeah, the, kind of the, the break went well. You know, you told me you're going on vacation. You're going to miss the first week of training. And I was like, you know what? We went for that 160. The 160 was do or die. You know, uh, you're, you're going on vacation because it, it's important. It's, a, it's, it's not just for your, you know, benefit, the vacation, but it's also, mm-hmm. you know, your wife wants to go on vacation. Right. So happy wife equals happier lifting for Frank. So we yeah. have to look at the bigger picture here, you know, like, like right. you saying, Hey, I'm going to go to this weightlifting meet. Hey, I got to drive across the country to go to Columbus to do the Arnold, all these, these trips and, and time away. Well, there's got to be give and take in the relationship, you know? So yeah. we have to be realistic about it. It's not like you're a single athlete who doesn't have a full-time job and your life is just training. You have to manage these other little pieces of your life. And when you hit that 160, I was like, you know what? Like, it's like you were a, uh, like a, a, a soldier coming back, you know, from war, you know, uh, in the olden days, I'm like, all right, go back to your family, you know, no, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like just go see your kids, you know, go plow the fields, you know, plant your wheat and stuff like that. But had you missed 160, we would have had to find a gym down in, in yeah. Disney. We would have had to get in yeah. some training. So it was almost like hitting that 160 is like, here's your reward. Go on vacation. If we miss 160, yeah looks like you're finding a gym and we need to get in some training. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, in a position where weightlifting can be my, my one and only, you know, we have jobs, we have, you know, other things in our life. And we live in upstate New York where we just got nailed with almost four feet of snow. Um, So it was like, there was a bunch of reasons that we wanted to kind of get out of uh, New York for a week and just get a break and get away from it and just relax and kind of enjoy uh, something else, you know, spend some time with each other and get away from all that other stuff. So you, you need that, you know, I mean, we went all year from March up until December without a meet and we were just training, 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 training. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a curse word to, you know, vacation's not a curse word. If you, if you need a break, you know, definitely I encourage people to take it. It's just, you know, obviously you don't want to do that and then turn your one week vacation into, being off for a month because you can't get back to the gym and stuff like you need to be disciplined to get right back to work you know when vacation's over exactly and i think that shows that your vacation was had the desired effect it was mm-hmm. the, the the right dose of time off because by the end of it you were itching the lift i mean you're sending me text messages 
you know, what, what's the programming look like? I can't wait to get back in the gym and start lifting. Yeah. And you're, you're probably feeling that, like, you know, you can almost feel it in your hands, you know, like where you're like yeah. remembering what the barbell feels and you, you miss it a little bit, or even just like back squats, you, you miss that, that feeling that the bar gives you when you're moving uh, a challenging weight and doing a tough workout. So I think that's the desired effect. But it, like you said, if you take a week off and it turns into two weeks, three weeks, and you're starting to be lazy and you're not motivated to get back in training, well, the hunger never came back. And that's that's a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have that. That's why I wouldn't take more than like a week or two off. Um, you know, because then and I always tell people that are new to my gym, you know, I'm like, listen, like, you got to give me two weeks. You know, once we do this every day for two weeks, it becomes a habit. You know, so if I'm home being lazy for two weeks, that's going to become my new habit. Um, so I can't take much more than that time off of, you know, off of uh, lifting and stuff. You know, if I'm sleeping in every day, you know, it just makes coming back to the gym that much harder, you know, for if we're taking extended periods of time, you know, a short week, week and a half, two weeks, you know, I can I can uh, bounce back from that pretty quick. Um, but you that itch will go away if you don't if you don't. Uh, get back into the gym. So then you start to lose the drive. And, and uh, like you said, you won't be hungry for it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay a little hungry. You gotta starve yourself a little bit from the barbell like you did. And then when you get back in the training, you, you eat, you gorge. And that's what we did yeah. during those pause snatches. You know, you yeah. hit one Oh sevens, a seven kilo PR on a drill, pretty high percentage lifting. And we were looking good. Like, like yeah. you hadn't lost a step. Sure, there's a little rust to shake off here and there, but you got back into it quick. And I think we'll see the same thing tomorrow during the clean and jerk workout. And then on Saturday, we're going to hit some doubles and see what happens and put 125 on the bar. And, and who knows? We'll be back on here with, the, well, you know, talking about that, you know. Yeah, I, I think no, it had the desired yeah. effect. Um, and plus, you know, go on vacation. You're, you're away for a week. You're, you're out of the gym. You're eating well. You know, you said you were cooking all your own food for the most part. So it's not like you're eating bad. The joints are recovering. And then that mental hunger for just the barbell kicks in. I think it was the right call. And also, perfect time of year to do it. Mm -hmm. it the only way to get it more perfect is if it was a week earlier and you went on vacation and then you came back and it, the training cycle started. But, you know, we can't have it all, you know. So it's still yeah. pretty much perfect. Right. No, it was it was good. Um you know, I don't, uh, I don't have any regrets. I think, yeah, like you said, we came back in and, you know, I picked up the barbell and I was like, this is a little heavier than I remembered it. And, uh, but once we started moving around, it was, you know, I had fun. So that was, that's the most important part. Sometimes training can be, you know, it's tough and you get in your head and it's a little, little bit of a drag, um, you know, but I had, a, I had a good time. It was fun. So I was, I was pretty happy being back that feeling of the barbell just feeling a little heavier than you remember it. So that's oh. like the barbell saying, Hey, welcome back, son. Like, yeah, exactly. like where, where, where have you, where have you been? I've been here, you know, <laughs> yep, yep. been here lifting, you know, and just waiting and the barbell just lets you know, and it's almost like the barbell lets you know, Hey, if that went on a little bit longer, I'd still be here and I'd be a little bit heavier. Like the mm -hmm. law, the longer you keep waiting to come back, I'm just going to keep getting a little heavier, a little heavier. And next thing you know, I'm going to be whispering words of doubt in your ear on whether or not you can snatch a hundred again. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm never going back to that less than a hundred. No, but yeah, don't let the barbell 
play its not, games. It's got to play our game. Not doing that. So yeah, no, it was good. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we're on the program. I'm glad I can give Shaf a hard time again. So I missed it all. That's right. Yeah. And you know, Hey, we got to get you out to Albany one of these days to do, to lift, lift with the team, you know, or maybe like yeah. a Saturday max out session where we mm-hmm. do, you know, our day three on Saturday, or we just do a day four. We got to get something going where everyone kind of mix it up together where it's not yeah. like a meet, you know, it's just like more of like, Hey, let's lift together or, you know, like a max out, you know, no judging or anything like that unless someone wants it. But I think yeah. that'd be fun to do at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, definitely should do that. Um, some Saturday, make a drive up. We can make that happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it's, it's worth noting that all the PRs that you do for the most part are solo. Mm. There's no one else in the room other than maybe I'm on the phone like I am right now, yeah. or maybe it's just, uh, you know, I can't be there and you're just doing your lifting on your own. That's not easy. And I don't, you didn't have anyone in, was anyone in the room with you other than me for 160? No, no. Okay. I think so. so yeah, you're just alone. There's no one to feed off of there. You're not even seeing other people doing lifts. Um, and you know, when, when, when you did your snatch PR, I came out to, to Binghamton and lifted with yeah. you. Um, and that's as close as we can get there, but yeah, so that's, that's not an easy thing to do, to do it by yourself. What do you feel when you're going for a PR or a big lift or a nasty set on a complex and you're by yourself? How do you hype yourself up for that? Like, I'm not there. It's just you, you know, everyone at, at, at the end of the night on the team, they're going to have each other. So mm-hmm. if someone's going they typically go one at a time and everyone cheers each other on. So they have mm-hmm. a huge amount of energy and support going into some of these things that we do. You got none of it. So how do you overcome that obstacle? Um, I, I don't really see it as an obstacle at this point. Um, I'm not a super high energy lifter. I'm not the guy like, yeah, I might slam a bar after the lift, you know, but I'm not like blasting music and, and running around screaming and, you know, like all this other stuff during the max out. Like I, I just get pretty good tunnel vision on just me and the bar. So if people are there cheering, like, I don't pay attention. Like I don't notice it, you know, where to meet, like, I don't even see the center judge. I'm just listening for someone to say down. Like I'm not making eye contact. I don't, I don't know. I'm not looking like it's, it's almost, it's not quite like I would like black out or anything like that. Like I'm fully aware of what's going on. It's just, I have like real tunnel vision on just the barbell and that's the only thing I'm focused on. So, you know, like it's cool to have the energy in the room and I'm sure that that does play a part into some things. Um, but for me, I don't feel like I need it. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that makes sense. It's all you've ever known. Like yeah. your entire lifting career has essentially been solo other than maybe, you know, back in the day, Patrick's in there, Carol Ann, Tracy, you know, but for the most part, I spent up in Albany with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So for the most part, you're just, it's solo. So it's, it's, you're kind of like Bane in Batman where, where you were born yeah. in the darkness, whereas the yeah. rest of us merely yeah. adopted it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just, it's just kind of my personality. Like, I was like that when I played football, too. Like, you know, it's, there's, there's certain little outbursts of energy you'll see, you know, you score a touchdown or something like that. And like, you'll, you know, show some emotion. But other than that, like, I don't, 
I try not to let my emotions get the best of me because um, bad things happen for me, at least when I get too emotionally invested into certain certain things. Like I need to just keep it, keep it calm and keep it level and, um, you know, do what I got to do and we'll celebrate after, you know, right now there's the weights on the bar and we have to lift it and then we can save all the hype and the bar slams and all that stuff for afterward. Yeah. And I think it's helped you this mindset and the way that you're kind of forced to train mm -hmm. when we've gotten to the bigger meets. I mean, like I've never seen you waver like I like the size of the crowd or just the prestige yeah. of the meet. You know, one that comes to mind would be, of course, the Arnold. You know, yeah. we're at the Arnold and Arnold himself himself could possibly be in the crowd. We don't know. We yeah. that's the thing about the Arnold, you have no idea who is watching. And right. anyone right. in the strength game could possibly be watching. And for a lot of people, that would throw them off, especially someone who trains solo. You go from solo, now you're at a giant meet. Everyone in USAW is there, essentially, plus all these other fitness and strength celebrities that could keep you up the night before. You know, So being able to go out there and tune it out and be like, no, this is the Frank show. I'm going to do my lift. None of that matters. I don't even see it. And if I find out afterwards, awesome, I'll celebrate, you know, but... I think that's um, it's a great quality to have to be able to tune it out. Yeah, I've, I've competed, you know, in all sorts of different sports, you know, from uh, football, you know, being being out there and there's hundreds of people in the stands. And, you know, we played a few games where there was, you know, a couple thousand people in attendance, um, whereas, you know, down to like wrestling in high school. And, you know, it's just you and one other person and they shut all the lights off in the gym and there's a spotlight on the mat and it's just the two of you and you got to go out and do your thing and you know so you know track and field and all you know baseball everything so I've been in front of crowds my whole life it, it just doesn't I don't really pay much attention to it you know I'm not I, I just zone it out and you know like I said we I saved the emotions and the and the fun uh for afterwards you know I just focus focus on the fact that I have a job to do and and that's all I'm worried about that would be amazing to have that set up in weightlifting. Like I want to see a weightlifting meet where all the lights are off, like in the crowd and everything. And you can see the judges, but maybe they have, of course they'll have like a lighting system, which mm -hmm. we know how that always goes, you know, at meets the, the software <clears throat> never works and you have to use yeah. ping pong paddles, but that would be so cool just to have a black room and a spotlight over the platform and all anyone can see is just the lifter that would be sick yeah it was it was pretty close when we went to ao3 and king of prussia like it was pretty dark in there and they had that yeah. spotlight on the stage and just the stage was lit up um that was probably well, the closest thing i've seen but it was just pitch black yeah i wanted like uh, like yeah. like a stage performance you know when like someone reads poetry at the local pub and the entire yeah. room is just black and there's just that one i want an actual spotlight i want to see the circular you know pattern of the spotlight yeah Oh, that'd be cool yeah when I wrestled in I, I quit wrestling um when I was in like I want to say ninth or tenth grade um so I could focus on because they kept wanting me to stay at a certain weight and I wanted to be free to kind of lift weights and, and get a little heavier if I could uh for football so I had to make that choice between football and wrestling uh, I picked football um but we used to do like dual meets where just be two schools would come and one would host and they would just have one mat out and um, we'd kill the lights and they would just go through all the weight classes. They'd have one match per weight class 
and you know so it'd take a couple hours to get through everything and and that was it and there was you know the whole gym full of people watching and then they would just kill everything and just put a spotlight right on the center of the mat and that was that so it was good times i i, I always liked those meets better than uh like tournaments um because like you know if i was wrestling at 145 pounds or whatever like that was the only 145 pound match and if you won we got that point if you lost then we didn't so it was a little more pressure i, I kind of like the pressure if i ever run a weightlifting meet again which actually i didn't i've never run one a real one mm -hmm. i'm talking not about the uh the practice meets if i ever run a real weightlifting meet and we can somehow make it work I want to do this. Like I want to have somehow Ooh. just just spotlights. We can turn off all the lights in the courts, you know, at Albany CrossFit. And of mm. course the warm-up room next door can have the lights on, but we'll put like a curtain over the door so that yeah. light doesn't bleed in. I think that'd be just unique. You know, I, I think uh why not add some flair to different weightlifting meets, you know, just right. different experiences when people come, they're like, Oh, that was the meet where everyone was wearing glow sticks. You know, and it was the <laughs> that this was the meet that you know you 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 got a a a white singlet at the door and you got to tie dye your singlet before you went to lift. I don't know, like um, this is uh, the meet uh, that you got to have your your dog with you. I don't know, just like experiences with these things. None of those seem as feasible though as just lights out. Yeah, no, I mean it would be it would be fun if you can get a spotlight set up or of something some sort to make it so it's safe. Um, you need a, enough light for people to maneuver without tripping over anything and, you know, make sure the loaders can get in and out without uh, hurting themselves. And I think it'd be, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be like yeah. one of those, uh, what were those meets that they used to do the invitational? Um, oh, the move, move fast, lift heavy, the move fast, lift heavy. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a pretty cool setup where they have a lot of the lights killed and they just have the, the weightlifter kind of backlit with some lights and it's just, it's kind of a cool show. So yeah, that that's. Yeah, they pretty much do that. You know, I, I went to one of those and the stands in the crowd, it was just all blacked out. I think I would want mine darker. Like, I don't want you to be able to see the crowd when you're on the platform. Like, it's just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you were on a performing stage, you can't really see the crowd because yeah. of the lights. I just want it to be just all focused right on there. It's well lit on the platform, of course. And I just think that'd be a cool experience for the lifter too. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, we should do that. Now we got to get you to throw me. I know, I know. All all things in time. All things <laughs> in time. You know, meets are starting to pop up here and there in New York. We actually have two that are coming up here in the spring. So yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know if this is a 2020 thing, realistically, for Albany CrossFit, but maybe a 2022 thing. Yeah. A lot yeah. of things have to happen before that. You know, we got to get some kilo plates and uh, yeah. uh, some better bars, you know, and uh, the platform's easy. You just need wood. And we, yeah. of course, have the space, but just don't have that special equipment yet. Uh, so we'll just have to keep growing the barbell club out here. And hopefully that will lend itself to helping with that that goal. Yeah, yeah let's go for it. So whenever you're ready, I'll, I'll help however I can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to lift. Uh, at, at that what point, you're going to be going for 150 and 180. Like, like. Yeah. That's 2022, right around the corner. Forget 140. Nope. <laughs> We're just going to skip right over it. Nope. We'll hit 137, and right after that, 140. 140, yeah. <clears throat> People are like, wow, you went from 137 snatch to 150 snatch? Yep. 
over the course of several weeks. It's not that weeks. big of a jump, right? I, yeah, but I'm talking know. like like you you didn't even hit anything in between that. We're just training. You're like you're like just bar. yeah, you're just training like the 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 mid mid thirties, and then it just we just put it on the bar and just go for it. I'm sure it's happened. So yeah, just go an entire career without hitting one of these number ranges. Which I don't know. I I think you've you've done snatches in all the number ranges and clean jerks in all the number ranges so far on both lifts, right? We've never skipped one where you're like, I've never done uh, a thirty kilo snatch or something in the thirties. We haven't done that, right? I've never done a thirty kilo snatch. Really? Oh, well, something in the thirties? No. All right. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the direction, not the direction we want to go, but no. all right. So you've never done. I, I, I have no, in- I have no intentions of ever doing that. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. You never need to. No, no. We went right from 20 to 40 and, and mess around in there. All right. So that's our jump right now. Yeah. So we'll, 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 who knows if that'll <laughs> empty, be empty bar. Then whatever. Later yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you mean, you mean, thir- you mean thirties, like, like, like 30 not 130 no yeah like 30 kilos yeah you've never yeah, done okay yeah I was like, no. between never, 30 and 39 you've never done a snatch in any of those those number ranges i think so maybe maybe if it was something in pounds but never in kilos i don't know I yeah so. you might have you might have hit a 75 pound snatch i think in the early days all right you probably have all right maybe figure it out maybe in training not in yeah. me no, 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 not not like me or anything like that. Like this is like your first week in the sport where you're like yeah. you're like trying to figure out a snatch yeah. with 75 pounds on the bar, bambi, bambi and legs, and like how yeah. do you do this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you're trying to do that, and I'm like, all right, there's a meet in two weeks. Let's let's you'll you'll figure it out there. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. it worked. Yeah, we figured now it here out. Here we are. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's, you know, long story short, I mean, I guess the end end goal for this year is to whatever we got to do. I'm not worried about the number. I'm just want to qualify for AO finals and nationals and, you know, they have certain totals that need to be hit. So whatever we have to do to do it, that's, that's what the plan is. Yep. A lot of big goals coming up and who knows, maybe we'll hit that other goal eventually at a, at a, at a meet of a six for six. That's another goal. I know yeah, you've got, what the you've got on there. Skipped right over that too. Usually it's your first couple meets, like you'll hit that six for six because you're going nice and light. But you know, me being a dummy, I missed my first snatch ever at a meet, and uh, that was you know, like your one there. shot to be able to do it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to just make sure that uh, you know, one of these days we're just gonna have to make all of our lifts. You know. Well, I I think so. when you eventually do go six for six. I think it's going to be much well, more gonna, satisfying. It's going to be here, the day. Like, yeah, and he, yeah, because that's why <laughs> it's like instead of just getting the instant six by six because you're a rookie and this is your first meet and we're just trying to get lifts on the board and you're just making them. What's going to happen is it's going to be like the meet where we're opening at 120 because mm-hmm. we're going to go 120, 125, 130, and you just crush all those lifts. And then we put it away on the clean jerk and you qualify for nationals. Like, I think it's going to be way more of a gratifying experience where you're just going to smoke a meat and accomplish some really big goals. And that's when you'll get your six for six. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah I hope so. That's a better way to do that's it, a, too. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that puts a lot of pressure on on you to, to make, like, if you need for 
I don't just for the sake of numbers, right? If I need to go 30, 70 to make nationals or AL finals or whatever, um, it puts a lot of pressure. If you're figuring a miss in there, now you have to do that in only five lifts, you know? So it's tough. Um, you know, or if, or if you miss one snatch and one clean and jerk, then you've got to put that total up in, in just four attempts. Um, you know, so having a plan and making sure that we're good for those numbers and that we're consistent enough to go six or six is going to make that hitting that goal a lot easier, you know, instead of having to make some crazy jump or, or, you know, put extra pressure on ourselves to do this in, in just four lifts for me. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a, a day of high efficiency mm-hmm. and it won't even be something we're trying to do. It won't even be on the radar, you know, of course we want to make all lifts, but that will be like, Oh, okay. Frank hit his first snatch. Mm-hmm. And then oh, Frank hit his second snatch. Well, and of course, we need to hit this third snatch. So of course we want to get that one. Then we get that one. And then like, it wouldn't even, it'd be like, all right, now it's on the clean jerk. And then next thing you know, you hit that last clean jerk. And we're like, we, I don't even think we would notice it right away. Maybe you would, I wouldn't. Uh, because like the first thing on my mind would be, we qualified, we got yeah. this total and whatnot, you know, six for six is down the line on, you know, the, those important things. If you didn't notice it right away, I would certainly notice it though. When I'm typing up, like the the post meet report that you went you made six of six lifts things like that yeah yeah we 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 notice it i mean obviously it's not the most important thing like if i never go six for six i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it i don't care like at the end of the day i want to qualify for uh different meets and qualify for teams and and go move on to other things you don't need to you know you need to go two for six to do those things i don't need to go six for six so yeah it's not the it's not the biggest goal i have but it is this little little monkey on my shoulder that i would like to get off at one point but uh yeah know, just it check it off the list you know yeah. that's the yeah. thing you put it on the list you want to be able to check it off yeah. you know you want to just be able to be like yeah I, I i did that once you know i i won a silver medal out of me i won a gold medal like you want to like take it and and it get all of the, the the levels accomplished and all the things out of the sport that you possibly can. And I think you're in a position right now where it's, you could go to, you could go six for six at any meet. We could do just a random local meet and just play completely safe and check that off the bar. But I think we have six for six set up in a way where, like we said before, you're going to do it in a much more real way. You're going to, I know um you, uh, you of course know who Jim Smith is legendary usa weightlifting coach he has a uh, six for six club for his barbell club and he's got like a sheet of paper that has the meat listed the lifter and the date that they went six for six and some of the people on that list went six for six at the olympics so like wow. yeah. yeah so like yeah and world championships so like they went to like the highest levels of competition and were probably gunning for something and they just made their lifts they did their job they left nothing on the table and I think that's the way that you're going to do it. And also, I still want to make our own six for six um, club sheet thing that I can hang up just because I like little things like that. So I have to continue yeah. to gather that data on everyone in club history who's gone six for six. Yep. Yeah, it definitely won't be on that list right now. But we, like you said, it, it, it would be like one thing we can go in and we can snatch 70, 80, 90. And then clean and jerk 100, 110, 120, and go six or six and have a really easy day and whatever. But I don't care about that as much as I care about winning, you know. And those numbers aren't going to win win me a lot of these meets around here because there's some strong guys that show up and they don't play around. 
No, no. And I mean, they're not, they're not playing around on their openers. They're not playing around on second and third attempts. They're not playing around on the clean and jerk. So you have to be ready just to go in there and you're going to, you're going to miss some lifts, but that's because we're, we're pushing ourselves. We've been training to push ourselves. Like if we're going to, I didn't do all this training and pay 75 or a hundred dollars to join the meet and then drive two or three hours to go to the meet and spend my whole day there just to go six for six. Like I went there to yeah, play the hardware. So yeah, this isn't, this isn't what we're here for. So, um, you know, to go light and go six for six, like I'd rather, you know, go heavy, win the meet. And if we go six or six in the process, perfect. That, that's a perfect day. But yeah. You know. Speaking of not getting, six for six on your first meet you say you missed your opening snatch i think i missed my opening first ever clean and jerk or it was the second rep but like i I got to the bottom of the clean and then i just fell backwards like it was (laughs) it was a ridiculous thing like i've never done it since you know when you start to fall backwards and you have to lift Mm -hmm. your elbows so you don't crush your wrist and the bar just rolls over you just completely spaced out on on the clean and also i didn't have weightlifting shoes so i'm just lifting in sneakers and i was way more flexible back then so i just like got to the bottom way too loose and the bar just put me right over because i never used a bar like that either so that might have been it too the bar just came back into me way faster than i thought just it literally knocked me over yeah you know it happens with all of those stories i mean I had that one meet, what was it, my second second meet or third meet there where I hit myself in the face on a clean. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, we, it's crazy stuff has happened. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we you go out it. there, you're in competition mode, and you're in a heightened state, and you just you just pull. And next thing you know, the bar's mm-hmm. in your teeth, where it shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, I hit myself right in the chin. It was at Warwick, and uh, it was, yeah, I think it was my first or second clean, and I, I just pulled it so high, and I pulled under it so hard and I just hit my chin right off the bar. So needless to say, I missed that one. Yeah. And I think it was maybe your second meet. We had uh, our one and only bomb out. I Yeah. No, I bombed twice. Oh, yep. I forgot Saratoga. No, yeah, I bombed twice. I tried to forget that like, one. That one was I think weird. It was, yeah, it was like my third or fourth meet. It was up in uh, Syracuse. Yeah. We were in the, the air conditioner broke and I was dying in the in the warm up room. It was like the it was like the burn up room and uh came out and just didn't have anything for any of the lifts and missed missed them all. So Yep, missed the snatches. You we made did we make a clean jerk? You didn't go zero for zero, right? I went zero for six that day. Oh hey, you got is that on the list? Is that unless you zero for check, six, yeah. You check check that one off. <laughs> we were uh what were we doing? I think that was our first time trying to open at like a hundred. Yeah, we were trying to do 100 and I think 137 or something like that. Yeah, we opened up. We had our opener set really heavy, and I I probably wasn't ready. Like, we probably went a little too crazy, but, you know, that's one I don't even – it doesn't even bother me anymore. Like, it used to bother me. Like, oh, I can't believe I bombed out. But it's like, you know, we just weren't ready for the numbers we wanted to do. And so the only reason we bombed out is because we just had our our goal set really high and, you know, we just fell a little short. I I remember right before that meet – when we're talking about, okay, what, what do we want to do? And we had already done at least one other meet before where you were already hitting like 96, 97, 98, you were hitting these numbers all the time. Mm-hmm. And 100 was the big number back then that we were trying to like really get like, like we want that hundred kilo snatch 
still kind of like not getting it. Maybe we had gotten it just before at the gym, but we wanted to put it on the bar and you said, Hey, I want to go for it. And yeah. I'm like, well, hell, hell yeah, let's go for it. Like, yeah. cause in my mind, it's like, what do you got to lose? All right. You bomb out. But we went for it. Like we're, we're, we're a meet is a test. A meet is, is an exam, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't do every single meet and just be like, all right, well, I guess I'll take a C for today. Like you need to shoot for an A plus and you might yeah. fail. But like a, a meet is a test of your training. So to me, I was like, all right, let's test the training. Let's test the training and let's test Frank's psyche with all this as well. And we, it, what happened happened and we bounced back and you didn't quit weightlifting, which is good. Uh, and and a, a meet like that can certainly show you whether or not you want to be a weightlifter or not. And you want to keep doing this, you know, cause a lot of people would have been like, I think I'm going to take a break for a little while. I can't recover from this. Yeah, no, it was definitely a blow to the ego when it happened. Um, you know, but we got right back to training and, you know, we came back and had a uh, great meet the next meet after that. So it was, uh, you know, it's just all part of the game. So it's like, what, like I was saying before, it's, you know, try not to let the highs get too high and not let the lows get too low and try and keep an even, even keel throughout the whole thing. So, yeah. And I mean, if there's weightlifters out there who have never bombed out, maybe you need to open heavier next time, you know, yeah. and take, take some risk. So I, I know it's harder these days. Like it was easy back in like, you know, when I did my first bunch of meets, cause the meets also cost like 30 bucks. Mm. So like, but it's like, also it's, uh, you know, you're paying for that experience and paying for the test and the exam, you know, uh, and it's. I, 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 it's, it's a difficult slippery slope, I think, to base your performance on the cost of the meat. And I kind of feel like people do that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, I paid a hundred bucks for this meat. That means I have to make lifts. If I don't make lifts, I wasted my money. And there's all kinds of reasons that that you're not going to make lifts, but like, I feel like it's not a good thing to put the, the weight of your lifting on the cost of the meat or anything like that. No, you can't. Like, I look at it the opposite. It's like, I paid this money, so I need to go out and put up the biggest number I can. And if that means I bomb out, then I bomb out. But I'm going for broke. So, like, yeah, I don't, you know, this means I need to put up, you know, I work this hard. I paid this money. I'm spending this day. I'm donating a day of my life to make this happen. I'm not going to go in there and play it safe. Like, I want to, you know, do something I'm going to be proud of. And, you know, if you bomb out in the process at least I knew I, I tried. So. Yeah. I think it'd be better to bomb out and know that you tried than to play it safe and go six for six and really not make any progress on your lifting in a competition or not go for any PRs or anything like that. And just be satisfied that you paid for those six lifts, you know, like, all right, I, I, I paid a hundred bucks to make six lifts versus paying a hundred bucks to be in an environment to challenge myself yeah, to try nah, to get if you better. Just, if you just want to stay home and make six lifts in your garage, then do that. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like if you want to make six lifts, you can do that for free at home. Um, if you want to win and you want to, you know, earn a medal and make progress and, and get some real meat experience, then, you know, that's what you're paying the money for. You're not paying the money to go out and make six lifts on a platform. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know too many people that, think like that um you know but if someone said that to me I, that this, that's what i would tell them 
you know yeah like you, you didn't pay the money to come here and make six lifts you paid the money to come here and, and compete and and win and you know learn and that, that's what you're here for so yeah i don't think i don't look at it like that i don't think people should look at it like that i just think that um you know if i spent that money and that time and you know this dedication and everything to trying to make myself better then i owe it to myself to put put a number on there that makes you slightly just a little bit uncomfortable you know like yeah, how else are you gonna nervous. get better we we talked about this after the when we did the recap show for the meet in december the christmas and kilos meet we talked about this like we need to push the opener you know we can stay at a number that we're happy with or that we're comfortable with that's easy um, but then we've got to do all this making up ground to get to the end number that we're trying to to get to you know and that's kind of how we we figure out our our openers is based on what we want our third attempt to be not so much how we're feeling about you know how much i paid for the meat or or whatever makes me happy like you know if i want to hit 130 i can't open at 110 it just there's too much ground to make up yeah and with not that many competitors there really isn't that much ground to make up i mean right you don't you don't have that kind of time so no i mean you can't you, you, you can't put a limit on it you know and of course we're not saying to do something stupid and like open with a lifetime PR, you know, like, Oh yeah, no, you gotta know like, your like abilities be, are. Yeah. Be smart about it. But it's also like, you you have to be, you should be nervous and you should be uncomfortable. It shouldn't be something totally easy. And also I, I think kind of like in this equation going for the lift too. It's um so kind of along the same lines of like maybe opening too too light would also be, deciding mid lift or before you go do your lift i'll just power it instead this is, mm-hmm. this is this has been a topic in previous podcasts and i've talked to people about it at the barbell club you, we squat all the time in the gym like like imagine you and i went to the gym or went went to the christmas and kilos or, or some other meet and i'm seeing you lift all the time you're hitting 110 rock bottom rock bottom rock bottom and then we go there and you do some kind of starfish power I'm like Frank. What? What yeah, was that? What? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Yeah. why w- that's not going to help us at, at all. But it's it's that it's that kind of like I feel like it's along the lines. It's in the family of that mindset of like I I, I got to get lifts because I paid for this meat. I'm gonna push the panic button. I'm gonna play it safe, you know, as opposed to going for it. And not only pushing the lifts is a part of going for it, but doing your full lift especially when you're, you're, you're newer, you have to get out there and do the full snatch and full clean and jerk on the competition platform to get good at doing it on the competition platform. If you yep. s- do the full lift and squat and training and then power at the meets, I, I understand why it happens, but I also at the same time don't understand why it happens. I've mm-hmm. done it before and I, I, I understand but I wish I didn't do it before. I wish I didn't do that. I, I certainly, I powered my first two to three weightlifting meets and looking back at it now, I wasn't willing to fail. I played it too safe. I just wanted to make lifts. I was just there doing the meet, but I wasn't doing the meet and I regret it. Um, So I feel like that's something else that people got to kind of get away from. I was the exact same way, you know, but I think, um, once we started, you know, doing the full lifts and, um, you know, getting comfortable with it and doing it at the, at the meet and everything like that, um, 
you know, I, you just, I feel like we made, we've made so much more progress since I was, you know, like you said, I was, uh, oh, you know, okay with the idea of failing, you know, like it just, it happens and, you know, it's fine. But, um, when you see the kind of door it opens to how much potential you have to succeed by doing the full lift too, like you're also putting a, you know, a limit on yourself when you're just doing powers. I mean, people like, I don't power as much as I can full snatch, you know, at one point it was the opposite, but once I committed to doing the full lift, you know, the, the numbers took off and we haven't looked back and we haven't been powering ever since, you know? So, yeah. And I, I know some people it. have a different philosophy on it. You know, you know, you hear it thrown around at, at weight, weightlifting meets all the time. Well, the rules just say from the ground overhead, just make, mm -hmm. make the lift, you know, and then you're going to get those three white lights. But I kind of feel like three white lights at what cost, you know, yeah. uh, especially if you're, not in contention at the top of the weight class to yeah. podium, then it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you made the lift and maybe you probably feel good about it, but it's like, at, at what cost? Or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, power the first one, get a score on the board, but then do full lifts for the second two. Don't power yeah. all three of them because now you're getting greedy, right? Okay, yeah. it's your second meet. You're really nervous. You just forget how to move. You power the first one. I think if, if that happens, cool, of course. But then, like, if you do it on the second two and you're trying to, like, go for PRs on the second two, then it's like, well, now you're getting greedy about it, you know? And, and this happened to a lot of people on the team. But it's something we're trying to move past. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of newer lifters need to move past, too. It's just, uh, I, at this point, for me, it would be more beneficial to just bomb out than to just go out there and just, like, starfish it and do weird things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get to a point where, um, you need to just commit and that's what it took for me. You know, at, at one point, like we just said, like, listen, like go all or nothing. I'm doing full snatches this me. And, and I think I told you if I start powering it, yell at me. So, you know, like that reminds me of war. I yeah. think that was Warwick, right? No, no. I think it was one. I think Warwick was our second meet. So it was, it was one of the, it was like my third or fourth meet that I told you it may have been even the meat that I bombed. I don't remember, but I was like, we need to do this because, you know, we were getting to the point where we were starting to do the full snatches and training all the time, like everything. And, you know, my numbers were getting better and to the point where I wasn't power snatching more than I could full snatch. And I was like, we need to make this transition because, you know, obviously I can see the direction this is going. Like if I'm going to be good, I need to do the full lift. It's, this is why you turn on worlds or the Olympics and nobody's power snatching because it's just not, you know, they can all do more with the full lift. Like, yeah. so unless you're, I, unless yeah. you're Shizy Young power cleaning one, one ninety. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like the, the only, thing. Yeah. And, then he, and then he did the full lift for his next year. You know, he was just playing mind games because he's that good. Um, yeah, that that power clean was a middle finger that yeah, he didn't have absolutely. to put up. That was like, I already won. I'm gonna beat you with an accessory move, which re really is not an accessory move, but we classify it as one, right? You know, right. Um, so that, that was just phenomenal. So and, and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, just type in 2019 World Championships power clean, and yeah. that video will probably come up. As the yeah. entire crowd. There's an audible gasp. Yeah, People were so hard. surprised, <laughs> so horrified and appalled and excited and every emotion you yeah. can think of when he hit that lift, you know. And he's like a 73 and he just lifts 190 as a power clean. It's insane. Yep.
yeah, so, he's, he's the man. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, it was crazy. He, um, yeah, he's he's wild. He's one of my favorites to watch. But yeah, I guess just to kind of wrap up my point though, it was like it just took a day, um, where we had to just say, you know, this is what we're doing and we're sticking to it. And from there, we didn't look back, and it was the right decision because our, you know, our numbers have been steadily getting better, and um, you know, I think I, I don't know. It just I just think it it was the right decision and we did it early on. If I'd gone another year of just power snatching, how much harder would it have been to change? You know? Yeah. It, it would have been incredibly hard because you don't learn the lessons that come along with missing a lift. Uh, and you, and it's, it's one thing to learn those lessons in training, learning those lessons at a competition is, is different. And, you know, you have to learn how to save a lift at competition. You have to learn how to hold onto the bar you know, and, and maybe stick to the bottom position for a little longer than you want to uh, at a competition when, when things aren't going your way or to, to stand up out of the squat and walk it around the platform because you're off balance. You have to yeah. learn all that stuff as opposed to if you never do it, you start to walk forward a little bit and you don't have good awareness on the platform and you just drop it because you're like, oh, I don't want to get too close to the refs or you see people in front of you versus taking that bar all the way to the front of the platform and they'll move, you know, like, like one, you won't get that far probably, but they'll move, you know, they see you yeah. coming, but you have to have that confidence in your lift to hold on and you'll never get it just doing powers at a competition. You have to do that and you have to be willing to go to the bottom position, take the lift to its full extent and then watch it fall in front of you. And yeah, that yeah. sucks. But then again, it sucks, but what are you going to do about it? What do you do about it on your next lift? Or your next meet, uh, my my first meet, uh, or one of my first meets where I forced myself to do the full lift was uh, the AWF Championships, National Championships in I think 2015. This would be in Woburn, Massachusetts. I opened with like 71 or 72. John was coaching me, and then I went for 75, and I had I missed the first two, so I, I was I was this is I'm gonna bomb out. And I didn't think I could power snatch 75 and I just had to, I just had to do it. And this is a meet where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to bomb out at this meet, you know, like I'm there, Ryan Grady's there, John's there, Jess is there, Patrick's there, Tracy's there, all these people that I know, you know, I, I brought the rough draft um, printed proof of the dark orchestra to that meet to show John for the first time. Uh, Jared Enderton was there. Like it was a big party. Captain and Keels was there. Mm -hmm. So of course now I'm going to feel like an asshole if I bomb out at this meet with like all my friends there and all these people that know me. And it's the, the, the first ever AWF national championships. It's a high pressure situation. I just yeah, had to go definitely. out there and make that lift. And, and I'm like, all right, I have to commit to this lift. I, I think that the way, I mean, I, I connected with it and I made that, that 75 but had I tried to change and power it if I probably either would have just pulled it up to my chest or done one of those things where you duck under it a little bit trying to quasi power I would have totally messed myself up because yeah. all my lifts in the back room were full lifts mm -hmm. and just like you see other people do in the back room doing full lifts then power out on the platform and you can throw yourself off a lot that way and I knew that I had no choice this was like do or die. I have no choice but to just trust myself and go for this lift. 
And I'm happy I made it because it's a way yeah. better story. You yeah. know? <laughs> and plus, that, yeah. like I said, that would have sucked. Like, That's I did good... not want to bomb out at this meet. But yeah. it's one thing to want it. It's another thing to make it happen. And after that, I was like, I'm definitely never powering again. <clears throat> I'm just going to keep driving this home. Full lift, full lift, full lift. And it's, it's what you got to do. Yeah, it's a good thing to have in your coach's tool bag, too. You know, when you've got these guys that come in and they're new and they're powering things on the platform and you can kind of bust that story out and be like, hey, listen, I've been there. I did it. That, you yeah. know, where you're at now, I was there a few years ago. And, you know, this is what it took for, for me to get, you know, move my comfort zone to the full lift instead of powers. And, you know, so I think people can relate to that. Yeah. And as a coach, I'm never be mad at a bomb out if it, it's a, if it's a bomb out because we tried, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've never seen a bomb out for someone not trying, you know, or just, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's, that would be no one on our team that would do that, you know? Um, no, but otherwise I'll be like, Hey, we went for it today and we bombed out. Like you and I bombed out when you bombed mm-hmm. out at, at that meet, it, you didn't just bomb out. Like we bombed out. I was a part yeah. of that decision. <laughs> I, 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 I endorsed it. I was like, Hey, all right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm partly responsible here, but it was a, a learning opportunity for the both of us on like just your general being an athlete, me general being a coach. And it was also a learning opportunity in our coach athlete relationship here on like, all right, we did that. You know, can yeah. we move on from it? Like right. you could have bombed out and been like, I don't want you to be my coach anymore. And you could have bombed out and I could have been like, I'm not going to coach you anymore. Like it yeah. goes both ways, right? You know, right? Yeah, that would have been that would have been a bad decision, I think. So I'm glad we we stuck it out. Yeah, that would have been awkward at the Syracuse it was, meet. What a weird thing. Yeah, Frank, we're done. Don't call me on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I'm like Tracy, kick this guy out of your gym. Like cancel yeah. his membership. Just, yeah, like, he's, like, he's done. James, so what's the program on Monday? He's like, You're not getting one <laughs> yeah. about that. <laughs> your your Facebook group is deleted. <laughs> yeah, it's just everything's done. You go to call me and it says number blocked or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awkward. Yeah. So, I'm sure it um, happens. I bet it happens out there in the world. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think I think we both knew that we had just had a lot of work to do, you know. So Yeah. So and I mean you know, that's the best part about it is not being afraid when you got a lot of work to do. You know, it's kinda like a you know, like a you you I guess like a, a mini example would be like a garage, right? Like your garage is just getting trashed year after year. There's so much stuff in it. And then you finally decide to embark on that project of, well, I'm going to clean out the garage. This will just be a Saturday. No big deal. And next thing you know, it's taking over your life for like the next yeah. couple of weeks because there's so much stuff you got to get rid of. What are you going to do? You got to throw it away. You got to sell it, give it away, you know, sort through boxes. So you can't be daunted by all of that work if you want to have the end result be, an awesome home garage gym, but you got to clear out that space first. You have to do the work. Then you have to paint the walls. Then you have to buy the equipment. You have to put together the GHD, the squat rack, all that stuff. You know, you have to pay a thousand or a million dollars online for a barbell, you know, these days, like all that stuff. It's the same thing. Kind of like the position we were in. All right. We got a lot of work to do. Let's have fun over the next couple of years, you know, while, while we do it. Yeah, exactly. So no, I'm I'm glad we stayed committed and we're reaping the benefits. So we just have uh, we just have more work to do to get to those goals. So I think 2021 is going to be a big year. Hopefully, we can uh, make nationals, NATO finals, and all that happen. So it'd be fun to travel out west and do those things. So 
definitely. Yeah. Well, stay tuned, everybody. More to come for sure over the uh, the 2021 here. Yeah. Uh, I'll be Frank, back next any... week to talk about 125. So. Yep, 125. <laughs> See, people people are going to expect it now. They're going to be like, hey, did Frank hit 125? No? Tell him to get his ass in the gym and hit 125. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'll, I'll be back next week, and either way, we'll, we'll, we'll either be very disappointed or we're very uh, very happy. So we'll, you'll, we'll you'll be back to make a statement. I'd like yeah. to apologize to everybody <laughs> Take back for not hitting this 125. Crap I was talking last week. Yeah. I, uh, no, I think it'll go the other way. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, closing thoughts, Frank? No, no, nothing, nothing else. Thanks for having me on. It was a fun chat. Awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow the Barbell Strikes Back. Make sure you follow me, James A. McDermott, on Instagram. Check out uh, the Barbell Strikes Back on YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcast. I'm trying to get it out to as many places as possible. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Later, Frank. See you, James.